Chapter 1 March 6, 1883 Tombstone, Arizona Territory Molly McGregor looked out the window of the stage as the vehicle came to a stop in front of the Tombstone Hotel. In the waning light, the two-story structure was the tallest building on the street, for as far as she could see. "'We're here, folks!' Sam, the stage driver, opened the door and helped Molly down the narrow stairs to the ground. The dry, hot air made her throat tight. It was so different than the humidity of New York. Even though her fiancé, Mr. Benjamin King, had told her to be prepared, it was still hotter than she imagined it would be. She looked around for her Mr. King. According to his letters, he was tall, with brown hair and gray eyes. Not that she could tell the color of anyone's eyes from this distance. The street teemed with people, up and down the boardwalk and crossing the street, without a care to their safety. They seemed to assume that the wagons and horses would simply avoid them. This was a town where Tom Marlowe wouldn't be able to find her. It was clear across the country from New York. Surely she was safe. She might not have insisted on coming out so soon if the police hadn't informed her of Tom's escape. No, she thought the Arizona Territory and Tombstone, in particular, were the perfect place for her to hide. Not seeing Mr. King anywhere, she went to the hotel he was purported to own. Pausing in the doorway, she admired the stuffed chairs surrounding a low, dark wood table. The clerk stood behind a highly polished wood counter. She walked over to him. I'd like to see Mr. King. I'm Molly McGregor. He was to meet me. Oh, yes. The clerk was a frazzled-looking young man with blonde hair and spectacles that he kept pushing up his nose. I'm so sorry. I was supposed to be outside waiting for you. I forgot. Please don't tell Mr. King. He'd be furious. Molly stiffened. What kind of man was her fiancé that he would elicit such fear from an employee? I won't say anything. Where is Mr. King? He had to go to one of his mines, and then he was checking on the progress of his new house. It's going to be the biggest in the territory. Really? Did he forget that I was coming, or just not care? Molly's jaw clenched. Checking his mines and his house was more important than meeting his future wife? Oh, no, ma'am, please. The young man waved his hands, palms out. This is all my fault. I was supposed to meet you and explain that Mr. King will be here as soon as possible. An accident occurred at the mine, and he had to go oversee the rescue. A dozen men were injured. He went with Doc Reynolds to see if he could assist in getting out the trapped miners. Molly's hand flew to her throat. Oh, my goodness, I had no idea. Please keep me informed if you hear anything. Yes, ma'am. Now let me show you to your suite. Is that your trunk on the boardwalk in front of the hotel? Uh, yes. Could you have someone bring it to whatever room you're showing me? Certainly. Come this way, please. He took her around the first floor to the back. The hall was covered in a dark carpet the color of red wine, and the walls were painted a cream color that looked quite lovely against the dark of the floor. It was much quieter down here without all the hubbub of the street out front. Here we are, Suite 104. Mr. King saves this suite for his special guests. Seeing as how you're marrying him, I guess that makes you pretty special. Molly dropped her gaze to the floor. She wasn't special in any way. 
If she had been, maybe she wouldn't have still been unmarried at twenty-eight and become a mail-order bride. No, she wasn't special, but it was nice to pretend she was, if only for a moment. Thank you. Uh, what is your name? I'm Gilbert, miss. Gilbert Hastings. Thank you, Gilbert. You're welcome, miss. This is your key. He held it up for her to see. I'll let Mr. King know you're here as soon as he returns. Very good. He inserted the key, turned it, and then opened the door. Gilbert held the door open and let Molly pass in front of him. As she entered, Molly was surprised at the room's beauty. She hadn't expected anything so luxurious here in the Wild West. In the parlor was a beautiful blue brocade settee across from two Queen Anne chairs done in blue damask. Between the sofa and the chairs was a dark wood coffee table. Over in the corner stood a small desk and chair that matched the table. Molly put her reticule and her gloves on the desk.